this guy trying to give me a hard time about my backdrop. It's nice, man. It's uh, it's like a. Uh, it looks like you're in a shed. It's not a latex, but it's like a like a cloth. I guess you can say it's like some type of uh, thin vinyl. 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 That's what it is. It's yeah. vinyl. It's vinyl. So it's like wood. a vinyl. It's, it's like a, my floor. It's a vinyl wood floor, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, uh, I I tried going online to try to see if I can spruce up my Zoom background uh, for our Zoom chats, and um, you know, I tried looking for like a brick type backdrop thing, whatever. I kept finding a bunch of things that were really expensive and $60, $70 and whatever the hell. And I'm like, I'm not feeling that. So uh, I got this thing and it's uh, it's pretty sweet and it's big and it covers the whole screen. And uh, so I think we're good to go, man. I kind of like my new background. Oh, uh, so you did that for me? Yeah. Because I'm, uh, yeah. I'm the only one that sees it and, then yes, I, and I'm shitting pretty, on it. I'm sorry. It's pretty much just you. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Right, uh, what I did for you here is that um, I've got my Matisse right here. That's a, that's a Matisse right there. It's not an original. original Matisse. No, oh, it's it, not ca- original. it came from an Ikea store in Atlanta. Oh, okay. So, All right, very nice. Um, and then uh, I had it in my ottoman that used to use as my table. That's my right, coffee table. Right. Yep. They had to go away. So I oh. pulled it out and then I set it. It's It's literally sitting on my couch instead of on the wall because I haven't done that step yet. Over okay, here, gotcha. Over here, you'll see this is oh, it's right here. Um, this is a handmade Afghan by Lola, my my grandmother. She made oh, that. Oh, very nice. Look she made that. that. Oh. She made that about I don't know, like fifteen years ago or so. I like I like yeah, that man. It's nice. <laughs> going on man uh good man everything's going well how about with you you want to tell everybody that we tried to do a recording last week and like we just weren't there was no mojo so we just like threw it in the trash yeah we just uh it seemed like things were off uh i think uh you know i I got a uh a a troubling text message in the middle of of our recording and that kind of threw off uh some things and uh i think you said you weren't really feeling things either yeah i'm just well you know the problem is i'm looking at my phone to talk to you because that is where my zoom camera is to see your pretty little face. So I do have to look at the phone. So I'm not like actively going through my phone during our recordings, but I was, uh, I did, my phone was blowing up, um, from Shane last week. And, uh, and so I'm like, all right, I gotta just see what this thing is. So I, I did go and look and, and that was, uh, that was our downfall. I hung out with Shane last night. I heard about that. What, uh, how'd and, that go, man? You no, did a little VR fun, right? Virtual space. In a virtual, in a virtual theater, space. yeah. Right. And we talked about um, doing this using this big screen VR uh, to uh, show our podcasts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I gotta do that next. I'll do it with this one. All right. This uh, is yeah. It. That'll be fun. Hi, everybody. Yeah. At big screen VR. Welcome to the very first technically directors VR. Yeah. So, um, my my friend Shane has never seen the Matrix. Ooh, the 1999 classic. The 1999 classic, and it was funny about. Four and a half minutes in, he turned to me in the virtual theater and he said, uh-huh. what year did this come out? <laughs> I said 1999, man. Oh, man. And, that was uh, a good year for movies. It's it a, a really great year, period, man. That's yeah. If I could perpetually live in 1999, I would do it. Seriously, man. Gas prices year. were under a dollar. We graduated high school. 
that summer was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man! Oh, what? you want? You got a story you want to tell us? <laughs> oh, dude! I just, I, I just saw a lot of nostalgia stories. just pop in your eyes, man. <laughs> too many stories, man. Too many stories. This is anyway. where in a movie you see and you flashback. Exactly right. Um, we'll save that for later. Anyway, so go on. Tell, tell us, it was on. just interesting. Like he pointed this out, it didn't even dawn on me. We were watching a movie about humans living in a digital made-up world in a digital made-up theater. We oh, were in wow. a, we were in our own little matrix. We're in your matrix. own little matrix. Oh my god! It's I amazing. Didn't even think about that. I know. Crazy. He's like he's like. Look, we're like watching the VR, and it's, I was like, whoa. <laughs> mind blown mind blown man that's wow. crazy oh my god and shane i love shane so much um yeah. and i love this like i i try to appreciate because i remember being like shane's age and working with people that were like in their 30s and 40s right and right. and i never really felt like there was like an an age gap yeah but i always wondered like on their end i was like what is it like for someone that's like in their late 30s <laughs> To hang out with to me. be hanging out with like a 25 year old <laughs> right right and, and and now the roles are reversed and now it's reversed and it's yeah. to me it's 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 i i enjoy it i enjoy the younger people <laughs> if i can say that um but we know we know you do but they oh okay so <laughs> all right that's not what i meant all right, all right so but it's um it, it, they're so funny about yeah. things you know like and they probably think like you know the things we don't know but the things they don't know like we're watching this and that scene that awesome scene where um agent smith so agent yeah. smith first brings um tom tom anderson in and he's Mr. interrogating anderson. him yeah you know yeah. uh during this like tense scene uh oh no that wasn't the scene it was the scene where neo meets morpheus and they're sitting in those chairs across from okay, each other in that like derelict red building pill. Right the before the red pill, blue pill, right? Yes, and right. while they're talking, uh, Shane goes, that guy looks familiar. And I said, who, Morpheus? And he's like, <laughs> no, no, the white guy. Wait, is he not familiar with Keanu Reeves? I said, I said that's Keanu Reeves. He goes, that's who that is? <laughs> I said, yeah. He goes, he looks so young. I'm like, yeah, this was 20 years ago. <laughs> 21 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So uh that was fun wow i think he enjoyed the movie okay Um, good and he definitely enjoyed the experience yeah he kept talking about how legit it was that we were sitting in a virtual theater well and he was talking about it for a while i mean he had been talking about this he's like oh man i can't wait to get in a movie theater and do this vr thing because he just uh you know spent his trump money on his oculus so uh you know he was all like i gotta like take advantage of this thing and and uh sep says this really cool movie theater feature we can watch a movie together and all this good stuff so um, so yeah, so I'm glad, uh, you guys finally got a chance to do that. And, uh, I'm just more, uh, jealous than I was even yesterday. So, so if we get another Trump check, yeah, you got to go get an Oculus, right? Because no, now, because now Shane oh wants to do Jeopardy in VR. Oh my God. So oh, that get, would be amazing. So he could literally like put the screen behind him on the screen right? and he could face us like in the theater. Oh my God. He could turn around and look at us. And we could be, be sitting it. next to each other and we could like raise our hands <laughs> or whatever. Like, ah, I, got it. I know it. I know it. Right, right. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. It would be that'd so be cool. good. 
That'd be good. I'm still loving our Jeopardy. I got to be honest. I, I, our Zoom Jeopardy, I think, is even more fun than in person Jeopardy. Uh, it's, it's, I'm having a blast with it. I think it's awesome. Uh, I hope we keep doing it. And, uh, I, I would eventually like to go ahead and maybe, uh, maybe, maybe post one of these Jeopardy sessions at some point. It's, uh, Is that right? it's fun, man. I, I, I have a good we, time with this thing. I, I love know. this thing. It's I don't so know. I don't know if we have to post you don't make it. Sense? I don't know. Maybe. Mitch wants in now. He's all jealous. Mitch. Cause you know, he's like, Mitch, he hangs dude. out behind Shane Fuck when Mitch. Shane's hosting. Mitch stole my fucking desk, man. Like a fucking vulture. Walked right in. He's like, oh, that's my desk now. Fuck you. Wow. Oh, now he wants to get in on my Jeopardy shit? Yeah, yeah, get he wants to get Kool-Aid, in. He's like, Mitch. I will crush all of you. I'm like, get off my Kool-Aid, Mitch. Okay, all right, we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. I don't know. I like I like Mitch. I don't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> I like Mitch a lot. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's definitely jealous. He's been hanging around behind Shane, and he's like watching Shane, you know, do the hosting and stuff of these episodes. And uh, yeah, he should uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. I mean, and now with Zoom, we can just have him. We send him an invite, and he can join in. And, and the way that we're doing things with uh, all of us you know, writing down the answers and getting a chance to go ahead and, uh, and, and submit, you know, the right question, if you will. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's, there's no reason why he couldn't join in. So maybe, uh, we'll invite Mitch on to an episode here in the future. I love Mitch. Hey, um, I have a, I have a question. Yeah, go. Um, I'm going to be going, I'm going to be like free balling a little bit here. I didn't, I didn't even bring my cards. Um, cause I wasn't oh. sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Wearing pants? I'm wearing pants. Well, shorts. Yeah. Dude, last weekend, whenever I went to the station for the first time in like yeah. four weeks, I put on pants. Why? Well, because I was going shit. to the station. Yeah, well, that. because I hadn't wore pants in four weeks. <laughs> I, was like, pants. I was like, okay. I right. mean, on Sunday, I wore a collared shirt. I was like, hell, I've, I've worn t-shirts and shorts <laughs> for a month. Like, like, oh, I'm going out. Ooh, like, I'm surprised I didn't like put on a tie. We got there from the free balling. Let's go back. Okay. Back it up. So, Stephen King. I have to ask you, what's what's your Stephen King um, experience? I enjoy his books and movies, and have <laughs> been a fan for years. Um, what other Stephen King books have you, or or properties, uh, or whatever? Like I said, uh, I think I've told you this in the past. Um, the short story again. for the Shawshank, um, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank oh, Redemption. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Misery, it. Um, I enjoy the Carrie and uh, um, <laughs> movies. Um, uh, I, I've definitely seen more movies than read books. Uh, uh, what's the car? Uh, well, Cujo. Christine. Cujo's a good one. Christine. Christine. Yeah. Christine's a good one as well. Are you talking about um, the books now? Or are we talking about movies? What are we talking no, about? Those are just the movies. Um, You're talking about the movies. Yes. So you I've definitely I've seen more movies than I've read of his books. Okay. Yes. Okay. I have not read like the stand, I, you know, that it's like, it's too thick. It's too, oh. it's, it's too intimidating. Thick is what's in man. Everyone <laughs> likes it thick. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> it matters a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, go on. What's, what's your Stephen well, King story? I'm just like, I've been a Stephen King fan. Like it's like part of my identity and I've been okay. a Stephen King fan since I was a kid. And, yeah. um, I kind I of we all kind of have. I mean, he's been around. He's been doing things our entire lives. I mean, for for you and I. Yeah. So I, I mean, I he's always like, kind of been... like a personal relationship with his work. Like oh, okay. Like when when I say it's like a part of my identity, I mean like it was. You a can part, relate. Yeah, kind of like how like everyone knows that Die Hard is like the Jesus Christ of movies to me. Right. right. Like it's it's like that with Stephen King. So okay, gotcha. like when Stephen King dies, I will take bereavement. Oh wow. You know. All right. It's like that. It's like gotcha. you and, and Brady, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's exactly like that. So I uh, I saw Stephen King once from across Fenway. Did I tell you that story? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I because uh, he's got season tickets right behind home plate, and uh, I was at the 2005 opening day, which was the obviously the opening day uh, right after we won in 04. Uh, the big World Series victory in 04. And uh, and so, you know, I've, every celebrity that you could imagine, Boston related and whatnot, uh, were all there. And uh, and someone that we were like, sitting like by Bill was Burr. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was probably there. I don't know. Mark I don't know. But uh, Mac Wahlberg, yeah, he was there. Uh, John Ratzenberger, I met him. Uh, Tom oh, Arnold, met him. Tom Arnold um, is amazing. Yeah, I love yeah, Tom Arnold. So spiky much. hair, really, really spiky I hair. I love that fucking guy. Um, we were He's sitting like next if to Doug Kane was a person. <laughs> true. true. Uh, I sat next to uh, Doug Flutie on the Green Monster. You know, who Doug Flutie. Oh is? yeah, yeah, Doug Flutie. Hey, that story. Yeah, I shared some peanuts with him, and you could see my peanuts on the interview that ESPN did with Doug Flutie from the front row of the green monster during that broadcast. To be clear, you're saying peanuts. Like okay. peanut shells. Okay. At a ball game. Peanuts. Not, not your penis. We couldn't see your Definitely penis not. in the interview. Definitely not. Oh my God, it's Doug Flutie. Let me pull out my penis. <laughs> anyway, but someone had uh, pointed out uh, to me at some point, it's like, hey, look down there, you can see right behind home plate, whatever, there's Stephen King. And I was able to look over there and I saw Stephen King, but that was about as close as... You know, we should go down to Sar- we should go down to Sarasota see if we can find him. Is that where he lives? Yeah, he's got a place in Sarasota. Oh, very cool. Yeah, be cool. So, anyway, I kind of retired being a Stephen King fan because I read so much of his stuff and uh-huh. uh, his mag- his his big epic series, The Dark Tower, ended yep. in like two thousand four or five. Right. And when I finished that, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm gonna. I'm going to cash out now. I'm not going to just read Stephen King books. Okay. Were you only reading Stephen King exclusive books? I mean, were were those the only books you were reading? It was the vast majority. I've read many other authors as well, but he's so prolific. He's constantly writing books and I was like eating up everything he read. It kind of excluded reading other things because I was reading Stephen King all the time. There's so much. I mean, he's got a very extensive catalog. Yeah. And he's retired like twice. Yeah. It's true. He just keeps writing anyway. So, so I stopped like reading every one of his books. So recently, I think I I told you that, you know, that the, the, the Kingslayers podcast that I've been listening to. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So they're reading the dark tower. It got me into it again. And what I did is I started with book five because I've read one through four, like three or four times. Okay. Um, and then I read five, How six, and seven. There's seven. I read five, six, and seven. Well, technically there was more than seven, but seven is what matters. Okay. Um, five, six, and seven came out within like 18 months of one another. So after waiting from like 1996 <laughs> until uh, 2003, right. um, five, three books came out. And so I oh, read wow. them pretty quick. You know, I read them like basically back to back to back. And that was 15 years ago. Yeah. So I'd wanted to go back and read them again, but I didn't really want to read the first four again. And having this podcast where they're reading the books and they're talking about them as they go along. Yeah. I can just listen and be reminded of the things that happen in it and also hear these guys talk about it and get their perspective on it. So it's a really cool way to experience something that I'm familiar again. with, but in a new way. Right, right, exactly. So I was going to wait until they got to book five and then start reading it along with them. 
but with all this time on my hands, I was like, I'm just going to start now. Right. So a few weeks Why ago, not? I I downloaded the fifth book on my Kindle, read that, downloaded the sixth book, read that. I'm in the seventh book now. While I'm listening to this podcast, the last one that they did, they brought this guy on. His name's Scott Wompley, I think, okay. something like that. Uh, he he is an editor or a co-host or something for um, Birth Death, Birth Movies Death. That's what it is. So they just talk okay. about movies all the time. And he's a big Stephen King fan. And they, when he was on the show, they talked about a podcast that he was launching that's called um, The King Cast. Ooh. So it's just a Stephen King podcast. So then right. I started listening to that. And I've listened and it's not, to two episodes of that. It's not just all about the Dark Tower. It's about just it's, like Stephen King, total, like everything, whatever. So what they do on that one is it's him and another guy. And by the way, this guy, Scott Wompley, he's basically my spirit animal. Like <laughs> really? when, when I yeah, listening to him, I'm like, this guy's yeah. like, like this, I, I relate to this dude so much. Like he talks like I do, like he cusses when you don't need to. Yeah. He's sarcastic. He's a smart From ass. Arkansas. He loves Stephen King. He, I think he's, um, oh, I don't remember where he's from. Uh, he might be in Texas, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, close. Close. Uh, his, 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 his initiation into Stephen Kingdom is very similar to mine. Like okay. how he came across Stephen King and his relationship with it and stuff. So I really like listening to him, which is why I checked out his new podcast. And on that podcast is him and another guy. The other guy is not as entertaining because he's not, you know, I don't identify with him. I guess maybe that's why <laughs> they bring on a guest and that guest picks what Stephen King property they're going to talk about. And they often, and so far they've picked things that are both books and movies. Okay. And their first guest was That's helpful for me. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Their first guest was uh Kumail. What's his last name? Nanjiani. Yeah. Thank you. Nanjiani. Cool. Nan yeah. Nan yeah. Nan yeah. Nan the, not even a job. I needed a job. Yeah. No. Uh, Why don't you just go by Mike? <laughs> so he picked. Oh, should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. He <laughs> picked. Sorry. He picked the Running Man. Oh, 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 oh! The Running Man. Right. Oh, that's Richard, right. That's right. Because you said that that was written by Stephen King's pseudonym. Yeah, Richard Bachman. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Richard Bachman. So they were talking about the the story, The Running Man, and the movie, The Running Man. And then the second one, the second episode, uh, the guy they brought on, he's a director. He directed, um, I think, uh, Trick or Treat and um, a couple of other things. Movies I'd heard of but hadn't seen. Okay. And, Trick or uh, Treat, is that a Stephen King as well? No, 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 no. That's just, no. The, the guest oh. is a director, and he directed the movie Trick or Treat, which is a horror gotcha. movie from, like, the 2000s, okay. I think. Um, and uh, they talked about... Cycle of the Werewolf, Silver Bullet. You familiar with that? No. Silver I'm Bullet, not. Corey Haim, Gary Busey, the Werewolf. They talked about that. Anyway, okay. ten four. So now I'm saying all this to say I am like deeply entrenched again in Stephen King. It's it's like in multiple facets. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Stephen King coming from like every freaking like corner now it's it's okay. it's unreal so also listen to these podcasts listen like i'm looking at the followers on these things yeah and the listens and stuff they're pretty high these podcasts aren't better than this podcast 
They are not better. No, but I will say this: they have a fucking topic. They have a theme. <laughs> they have yes, a, they... <laughs> which is what we lack, my friend. <laughs> which is what we lack. So we're coming up on season two. Of we are coming up on season two. We got to have yes. topics, man. One hundred percent. We got to get some topics. But I'm down with like you and I. We were having this. This. This also comes around to Commando because when okay. we were talking about um, the Running Man. Like, and that's the thing too, is like, we, we, we did the real director's cut of the running man early on in our show where we sat down and we watched the running man and commented on it. Yeah. So now this podcast, the first thing they do is talk about the running man. Right. It's crazy. And, and commando comes up and the guy that I identify with is talking about how like the running man is far superior to commando. And I just started commando the other day. Right. And was like, oh, my God, I forgot I how awful this movie is. How far did you get into it, by the way, before you turned it off? Because it was so him, awful. I let him go. That's how far <laughs> I got. To Sully? Let him go. I let him go. That's where you got. Dude. Oh, so, oh so that was right after the mall. Oh, my God. You have so much more to see. No, I've Look. seen the movie. You know what I'm saying? But the beginning of the movie is so fucking bad. It's it is not bad. so bad. It's not bad. We need to get into this because it's not that bad. It's look, it's it needs it's it sets up the loving relationship between Arnold Schwarzenegger and his daughter played by Alyssa Milano. They're out in their woods, they're living their best life, they're in the pool, they find a deer, they feed a deer, they, feed they cut some wood. They're, 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 they're having some breakfast. I mean, they're <laughs> it's 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 a great father-daughter experience and it's showing it sets up that that when she gets kidnapped obviously spoiler alert uh that you know he's in that that mindset of uh, th- there's no stopping me i'm getting my daughter back you know no matter what Who he does I whatever he needs with? what i need her back so we can feed the deer <laughs> who's going to make my breakfast <laughs> <laughs> who's going to put things on my fridge Get her the chopper. Who will watch me carry this giant tree by myself? Dude, look, I'm telling you, man, it is it is one of my earliest memories. Uh, I, I, I love this movie so much. I watched it for the first time with my brother and my dad. Like uh, some some weekend we were in New York when I was a kid and it had come on and like, like my mom was away on some business trip or something. I think I, we've gone through this story before. And it's just like I just I specifically remember the first time watching this movie and it is stuck with me forever. Like I love this movie so much. There's so many. It's It's filled with one liners. It has got one. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is no, I'll be back and whatever. I mean, he's known for his one liners, but this movie is chuck full of them. I mean, yeah. it's, and there's, there's action in the mall. There's action in, in a hotel room. There's action on an Island with a, with an army compound thing. Like, like he's like uh, going to like uh Fidel Castro's compound in Cuba. I mean, it's, it's, it, oh my God. It's, oh, it's got everything you could imagine. Dude, it's so good. Ray Don Chong. Ray Don Chong. So, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give so you Ray Don Chong, no problem. So uh, <laughs> I it's all right. Look, okay, I understand your emotional connection to Commando. Yes. Okay? However, I think that your emotions might be affecting. No. And so no, you're looking at it through rose-colored glasses, if you will. Because I can still watch it to this day without my family around, whatever. And I mean, it's I, I can still watch it and thoroughly enjoy the movie. Oh man, the the music! Oh, 
like it's oh my god it's good. all so good <laughs> calling general kirby general kirby <laughs> maverick we're looking for maverick is looking for general kirby oh my god i'm just watching so the movie good. and like it's just so poorly done in the beginning no it's not it poorly is. it is poorly done it is like he, and when they come in on the chopper on, they come on in. that hill on the, with, with his truck that's got the the wires cut and so he's like he's just he pushes it down and gets in right. and then he's just kind yeah. of like yeah and they just keep like down the hill. they like do nothing to avoid him they just keep driving they're, they're like they see him coming they're like crazy son of a bitch he's coming <laughs> at us with no brakes but they don't like stop. <laughs> like you could just stop your car right now right, and he'll just right. go all the way down the hill. And it's twice. It's twice. Cause they're like crisscrossing down the mountain. Yeah. It's so, like, um... so they see him and he's like a near miss and then they keep going. And then there's like another near miss, like just stop and let him go. He can't stop. <laughs> he can't and, then, stop so and then whenever he finally wrecks uh, and it turns yeah. upside down, it's on right, fire. Right. Why is it yeah. on fire? It wasn't even started. <laughs> there was, there's no electricity happening. I mean, there's fuel and, then, and oil it, and gas in the car. It, those so... things don't just spontaneously combust. Oh, man. I don't know. So it's on fire, and then he's crawling right. away, and it explodes because it yeah. wasn't even turned on. What are you talking about? How is this happening? I got to be so technical, man. And then, and then, oh, I love this. Like, after after he uh, breaks that dude's neck on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Don't just <laughs> my friend. Would, he's he's dead tired. <laughs> He's, he's dead tired. He's dead tired. Had <laughs> the fedora over his head, he which gets... is the same outfit. Remember the guy. Remember when we watched the Running Man? He's wearing the same damn outfit that Arnold's wearing. Yeah. In in that movie, and I'm like, oh my god, that's like the same outfit. Yeah, that, you uh... saw that. You pointed that out. Yeah. So somehow he gets from the cabin of the plane to the landing yeah. gear. Yeah. He comes out the the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Wheel well. And then like he's hanging on, and yeah. the plane is going up. And then it's like, he's already like, I don't know, like 2,000 feet in the air. <laughs> no, the plane had just kind of left the runway. Oh, okay. And at the end of every runway, there's there's marsh and whatever at, at a typical airport for, you know, protection. For, for, of... for, for safe dropping from the plane, yes. <laughs> if I'm someone wants to a... drop from the plane. That's the thing. That's the thing. The water it's is thing. It's like five have... feet deep water. It's just like, right. what is it, sponge? He, like, just drops and lands in the water. It's like, oh, it's, it's water. It's the 80s. Like marsh. It's in like the marsh. 80s, water was totally safe. It didn't matter from what height you fell. Oh, you fell in a marsh, then you're fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It, it broke yeah. his fall. It's fine. It broke your fall. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's, and then he sets his watch, his, his Casio. He has, like, a Top Gun Tom Cruise moment. He flexes when he checks, sets oh, the watch yeah, for yeah. 12 hours or whatever. And then, Oh, man. And he goes and after Sully in, the and Sully in the airport is like harassing Radon Chong. Yeah, he is. It's, it's so fucking creepy. <laughs> Follows her all the way to the garage. And then oh, when she man. turns him down, he just goes, fucking whore. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who is this guy? Oh, Sully, and then, man. He's, and then he's, why he's why dude. did why why didn't Arnold just take her car? Why did she have to come along too? How is that advantageous for him to bring her along while he's chasing this guy he's going to murder? Well, she doesn't want to let go of the car. She, you know, I mean, and he doesn't give her an opportunity to let go of the car. He rips the passenger seat out, yes, and gets in, yeah. and tells her to drive. 
<laughs> he doesn't tell her to get out. And she's like, no, I need my car. Like he makes her come. Like, why, why would you, why would she need to be there? I don't know, man. I, you know, I, it's, she's like, maybe if I do what he says, he'll just let me go. Once we get out of here. Why did he want to take her? How, how does that help him to bring her along? I don't know. To bring he's a trying flight to attendant. Not, he doesn't want to be seen right away. He's trying to track him, Sully down to see where Sully goes to, uh, yeah. you know, he's he trying to get information about his daughter. He can't just go and like kill Sully. And then Sully what, wasn't like, looking and, for him. He's on the plane. He thinks he's on the plane. I know, but I if he saw him, he'd be like, to bring oh, Radon Chong along. I think oh, it was shit, actually that's Maverick back there. a disadvantage to bring her along, honestly. So, well, in the end, it worked out in his favor now, didn't it? Because she was able to flag down general Kirby and get the troops to go help and save Arnold at the end. Yeah. So, hmm. And what is, it did what is Bennett wearing? It's like a yarn. Chainmail. Yeah, no, but it's chain made of yarn. <laughs> it's not metal. It's, it's it's like knitted. It's like a knitted chainmail. I thought vest. it was chainmail. I, I didn't did look too, that close. But as I was watching it's, it's it, as I was watching, no, it's like it's it looks like it's made out of fucking thread. I got to go back and watch it again. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like a thin chainmail type. Why would he thing. be wearing chainmail? Because he's Bennett. Also, also, whenever he like drops Arnold off at the airport, yeah, and he goes, "How much are they paying you, Bennett?" He goes, "He goes, they offered me a hundred grand, but when they told Don't me I like get a chance at you, I'll do it for free." And then like. The next scene, he's just babysitting. He's not doing anything but babysitting the kid. Right. right. He's like just like he's guarding the kid so the kid doesn't get away. Like someone was gonna pay you a hundred grand to make sure Alyssa Milano doesn't run away to keep her down in the bottom of the boat. I mean Seems that's unnecessary. That's, that's Arnold's prized possession. So you wanna make sure that, you know, hey, look, if he's uh coming down here, I need to make sure that I've got his uh, pro is you know whatever the, the the thing that he's down here looking for when he comes down here, and we know I need to make sure that we that keep her safe. His daughter is his prized possession because the beginning they were feeding a deer they together. Fed a deer together. Don't you remember now? Things may have been differently in Arkansas, and you may have killed deer with with your dad and family members and whatnot. You know, I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. What about? Who who is cousin? Oh my god! I'm um, who hopped out of his truck to 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 knife a deer on a back road in Arkansas? DJ, the cousin DJ, cousin right? DJ, yeah. <laughs> he hopped out of his car. So yeah. this is a slightly different story than the feeding of the deer yeah, that Arnold the deer feed about. us. So they just they appreciated respected animals maybe a little bit better, a little bit so different. ridiculous. It was so fucking cheesy. <laughs> they clearly. Did not live in Arkansas at the start of this movie. But so, anyway. That was so fucking cheesy. Had they been in Arkansas, maybe they would have hopped out of Arnold's truck. Alyssa, come follow me. <laughs> Watch me knife down this deer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It may have been a totally different story. But uh, anyway, whatever. Regardless. It's so good, man. He was so teaching good. her uh, hand-to-hand combat, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. You know, teaching her self, uh, yeah, self-defense techniques, Shit, right? She what a good that did. <laughs> <laughs> you may need to know this in the future if you get kidnapped at some point. Yeah, this is how help. to defend yourself. It didn't help. It, it didn't really help. It didn't really help. But, you know, but she was able to pick the lock, which I imagine she learned from him at some point 
how to pick locks and whatever. And uh, she got out of that. Uh, right? Didn't she not not pick lock? What'd she do to that door? Right? She uh, I haven't. I forgot. How did she escape from the room? Uh, oh, you didn't get that far. That's right. You didn't see it. Um, but anyway, but yeah. So I mean, she's she's resourceful as you see. When later Kirby on the comes movie. in on the helicopter, yeah, at the beginning when they're eating yeah. breakfast, then, yeah. After um, after Arnold makes that really bad boy George joke, which is super timely, <laughs> they chop her in, land. Yeah. Kirby gets out, and then two army dudes get out, yep. and and. You know, his he's got this like ridiculously nice cabin up on a mountain, completely Arnold. secluded. Right. They land, the two army dudes get out, and Kirby says to them, Secure the area. What do you mean secure the area? <laughs> what 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 could be more secure than this area? Like you just choppered in, like choppered in. you had to chopper in, okay? So right. it's probably fine. They have this whole conversation. As soon as Kirby leaves, those bad guys are there. How did they yeah. get there? And they immediately kill the two dudes that were supposedly just secured the area. It makes yeah, no with, sense. With no problem at all. It's, <laughs> no issue. It's so ridiculous. And let me back it up a little further. I'm going to keep going backwards. The dude who's in Predator, the, the dude that's in Predator. Um, uh-huh. I just watched Predator recently. That's why I remember that he's in it. Um, right. the, the, the black bad guy. The bald okay. black guy with the big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, he's in Predator. Oh, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right. That's right. Yeah, he, uh, he like, he goes to a car dealership. He goes to a car dealership, completely yeah. out of like, what? What's happening? And he the, he goes into the he wants the Cadillac. He gets yeah. in the Cadillac while he's talking to the sales guy. He starts it because the keys are in it. Yeah, it's, you know they're right <laughs> On there. On the showroom yeah. floor, you just put the keys in it. It's fine. I think after this movie, says, you know what? I, cars on floors remove the keys. Is that is that what it was? Yeah, is that, that, because he, of this movie. he says, you know what I really like about it? The, the price. price. <laughs> then he backs up, drives then through the drives, window. runs the dude over and murders him. Yeah, yeah. Drives out the plate glass window, dents the thing all to shit. Yeah, and then drives away. I don't even see that car again. <laughs> I thought. Like he must be stealing this car for a purpose, yeah. And he needs like no. Wheels. He literally just wanted to murder somebody with a stolen car. That's like why he was there. So like like you said like like you said, feeding the deer shows that Arnold loves his daughter. Okay, it shows that this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> this the scene is only there to show that he's a bad guy. I already knew yes. he was a bad guy because I saw him. Uzi a dude down in a bathrobe when pretending to be a garbage truck driver on the back of the garbage truck. When they come, it's the best scene, man. The start, when they the start. Up, of the, when they see that slow crawl of this this trash truck over the hill. When they come and back, comes out in his robe, and the guy's waves. like, you know, he goes, "Oh, I thought you'd, mi- oh, I thought you'd miss me." He's like, he put, he's got a bandana on his face. Yeah. He pulls the bandana off. Why? Right. Why are you wearing the bandana if you're going to pull the bandana off? In this day and age, you should have definitely kept the bandana up, covering his nose and his mouth. Yeah. Well, I think it was a disguise. It wasn't, you know. (laughs) It wasn't a COVID. I already knew he was a bad guy. I just watched him murder somebody in cold blood. I didn't need to see that he also gets his kicks by going to a Cadillac dealership, stealing a Cadillac to murder an innocent salesperson. And then what did he do with the car? (laughs) 
He didn't even want it. No, man. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. All right. The start of the movie is a little weird. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that concession. Thank you very much. But I mean, it's, you know, you just had to establish, hey, these are bad people. Let's go ahead and show them do well, some bad things to establish I'll, that these I'll are bad you, people. This movie, we'll go on with the movie is absent of nuance. Okay. It, um, there is no subtlety in it. There is no trusting the audience. There is none of it. Like we're so going to put it all out in front of you here. Eat this, eat it. <laughs> just like the deer. Just eat like the, the deer. We're the deer. <laughs> we are the deer we're in the movie. The deer. Yeah. Um, we're the deer. So good. So good. You ever going to go back to sport clips? After, you know, things are. I mean, when my back hair grows back in. No, what I'm saying is, oh, so you're not going to keep it like this? No, no. Like, no, this is, no, this is apocalypse haircut. This isn't oh, okay. day to day, man. This is like, I, I don't look, go anywhere. I'm just at home. So. I, I, I will not go back to Great Clips. They've lost my business. Well, I mean, look at my hair. you look fantastic. You don't look like. I've been, been through a, a. You don't look like you've been through a quarantine at all. I, I keep up on this thing, man. Every, every like other day. I go with my Every beard trimmer and I, I set it on uh, three yeah. and uh, I just do the thing in the back of the head and, and go all the way around and uh, boom, You're it's doing good great. to go. I got a little touch up in the back because uh, our um, loyal listener, Tawny, uh, yeah. she, she, she does a little bit of work in the salon from time to time. Uh-huh. So she's got all the gear. And uh, nice. yesterday was her youngest daughter's birthday. Oh, and, very uh, cool. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ellie. And I went over there and like had brunch with them. And nice. opened presents. And while I was there, I was like, hey, why don't you touch this up back here in the back <laughs> while I'm here? So, so I got a, little a little, touch up, got a little touch a little up. Wild in the back. Back there, yeah. yeah. No, I definitely, I do the same thing. I have the wife uh, straighten up the line in the yeah. back because, yeah. you know, obviously you can't do that by yourself. You can't do that so, with your you know, feels. Yeah. As long, as keep, as long as I keep her around for that, it's, <laughs> hey, you know, other things as well. But, uh, you know, she uh, does a good job, but I can take care of the rest. It's good. So I got this great clips. Looks Thanks for great. reopening. Looks fantastic. Thanks, All right, man. So, you tell us that uh, you had some VR fun last night. Watch The Matrix virtually with Shane, right? Uh, so a couple of things on that. Just announced yesterday that uh, the date has changed, but they are still planning on releasing John Wick 4 and The Matrix 4 on the same day next year. 5 21 so there was this really cool image that just got dropped and it was like on one side, it was like Neo and Morpheus. And then on the other side, it was John Wick and I don't know, someone else. Oh, it was him. Probably it, was, it was Lawrence Fishburne. It was the, his character. It's the same. It's Lawrence Fishburne, which is weird because I think, I'm pretty sure he's no, 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 no. The, spoiler alert. You think he dies, but he doesn't because he, they, he has like a little scene at the end where he's actually still alive. That's right. I don't think I actually watched Parabellum yet. John Wick three. Oh shit! <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Sorry. You haven't Dick? watched that yet? What are you waiting on, no, dude? I just realized I don't think I have. I've seen the first two, and I don't think I've seen the third one yet. What are you waiting for? It's been out for I like a year. I know. I realize it's on this. HBO. I think. I gotta. I gotta go check that out then. Yeah. I'll do that ASAP. Yeah, because I definitely got. Yeah, because the last. Which one ends with him running through the park? The second that's one. Two. Okay, that's where I. Okay, that's where I left off. Then, so I didn't wow. see three. I gotta go you didn't see the one with Halle Berry and the German Shepherds? No. Yeah, you need to watch it. I gotta go check that out. So yeah. I could be ready for 521-21 next year, God willing, for 
the matrix four which i won't go see and john oh, wick four all right all right that's where okay because that's what i wanted to talk about because i was thinking about you last night because i told i told our friend shane i said listen after you watch this movie you're going to want to watch more of it don't don't watch any of the sequels and i said oh there's a fourth one coming out and i remembered like we had this conversation like what should you do because if i could go back in time and tell myself hey don't watch the sequels i would but now i'm like well i've seen the sequels do i want to see the fourth one to see if there's like some sort of redemption or something like that and you're not going to do that i I got so disgusted and and i I was it just the second one was awful um that yeah I, i didn't even bother to see i can't remember which one's which and legacy and or I don't even know the names. I forget the names. I don't know. See, but the Matrix I, is to you as Star War, the new Star Wars is to me. I I mean, I guess if you put the Matrix and Star Wars on the same. Oh, no, I'm plane, saying I'm saying but, like I'm I've I'm not watching the last Star Wars movie because I've had enough. And you did right. the same thing with the Matrix. You just had enough. Like, I, yeah, I just I mean, watch I the second one, it was dog shit. It was awful. So, yeah, I, I didn't even see the third. I have no plans on seeing the third. And so I won't see the fourth. I mean, it's it's cool for Keanu Reeves. To have two, you know, hit movies and sequels and blockbusters, if you will, uh, come out on the same day. And I'm sure there's still a huge Matrix following and whatnot. Um, I'm sure other people don't feel the same way as I do with Matrix. Uh, I can't imagine there are too many, but I think most I people know. agree with you when it comes on to that, the Matrix. Like, I think okay. everyone was basically like, this was not good. So that's the thing. Who was asking for a Matrix 4? Like, was there like a fan request i mean was I that told like you a, before a... man it's a keanu reeves thing man I know. I know. he's a high t- they need to make another point break that's what they need to do speed three i think there was a speed three i think that was a direct video but anyway um speed two but... was uh yeah cruise control speed two <laughs> cruise control with jason patrick instead of keanu reeves oh that's right yeah because it was just sandra bullock in the second one it yeah. wasn't keanu reeves and willem dafoe was the bad guy <laughs> and it was on a cruise ship Right. Yeah, so very control. exciting. Yeah. It can only go so fast. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, I heard that. What was that? I don't know. I think the daughter just crashed into the garage door. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes. I'm looking at it like she's like right there. Like I think she just hit the front of the car, the garage door. I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Yell at her. Be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyway, that'll be a good weekend for Keanu. Um, and then who also has uh, the other Bill and Ted movie. That's what we don't need. If that was able to be finished and edited and, and, and finished in post and whatnot, to also be released on that weekend, do you know how amazing of a weekend Keanu Reeves would have? We don't need that. I would go see the next Bill and Ted. I think that'd be fun. I've seen um, like stills from it. Okay. Sad. They're so old looking. They're, They're so, so old. old. It's just like that. Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith, like, <laughs> like Jay and Silent Bob. I'm like, I don't need to watch these two old dudes pretend yeah. like they're sophomoric juvenile people. I don't need that. Right, right. I don't need that. In my life. Yeah. So anyway, so that's all coming out. Um, yeah. Keanu Reeves weekend, 2021, if theaters and stuff are back open by then. So we'll see what happens. So, I would definitely, my, my, my order on that. Like if this was a triple feature and you're having yep. like a Keanu Reeves day, First of all, that's like a hundred and fifty dollar day, if you're talking about drinks and popcorn oh, yeah. and tickets. Yeah. yeah, to see all that. Um, I love Keanu Reeves, but I don't need to give him hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, right. uh, obviously, my first would be uh, the fourth John Wick. 
And then mm-hmm. secondly, I would be into The Matrix. And then thirdly would be Bill and Ted. I need to watch the original Bill and Ted movie again. Growing up as a kid, I yeah. saw that movie. But I definitely saw the second one more. Oh, Bogus Journey? Really? Yeah, I definitely saw that one more. I think I've only seen that one maybe twice. Really? I've definitely seen Excellent Adventure multiple times. And it's a very different movie than than the other one. It's very different than the original. It's a little dark. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> it's death a little dark. Dead death is trying funny, to come though. back. It's weird. And I don't even remember the full scope of that besides death being in there. Um, the guy that but plays Death is the bad guy from Die Hard 2. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So, but anyway, I got to go check that out. But first order of business, I've got to watch John Wick 3 Parabellum. So I will do that uh, in the next week here before yeah. the next recording. Yeah, you we'll need to that. get that done. Mental note. All right. Good deal. So, man, I touched on this uh, during our failed recording last week, but I wanted to quickly bring it back up now. I received my Trump money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Received my Trump money finally. And my first order of business, because it's love bug season in Florida, I bought myself a pressure washer. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's super cool, man. I got a really good deal on one at Lowe's. It's like an electric deal. Hook up the hose to it. Freaking goes through this way. comes out that way and whatever the hell. And it's, uh, it's amazing, man. It's, it's, it, it whips off the love bugs off the front of the car, which are, Complete disaster here in this state uh, this time of the year. Uh, so that's been beneficial. I pressure washed my driveway last week. Super sore. It took me about six hours, but it, uh, but it was fun. And uh, my driveway, I could like eat off my driveway. By the, by the end of that day last week on Sunday, man, I was like, oh my God, this driveway is amazing. Then what happened? It was, it's just amazing. Look, it's all white now. It's crazy. It looks so good. This is your pressure washer story? All right. Well, congratulations. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm sure our listeners really enjoyed that story. I like my fresh wash, man. The love bugs are a bitch and you can't just wipe them off, man. And you can't use the little squeegee thing at the gas station because no. it doesn't do the trick. No. And your wipers with the, with the water, the washer fluid, that doesn't do anything. And you drive through a reserve. Years. So, or a Oh my God. I got to drive. Yeah. I got to drive through a goddamn you, forest on my that? house. What do you call that? It's a, yeah, it's a wildlife preserve. Preserve. I think. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You drive so, through that. So a lot of love bugs. up. I don't know if they're as bad in St. Pete. I, I don't know the status of the love bugs. In Pinellas, but uh, they're around. They're really in town, you know. Where I, I live in a town, you know what I mean, like in the city. So what, they don't hang out in the town. Well, there's not as much like I don't drive through a preserve. <laughs> yeah, so you know where there's like you know nothing but animals. All right. So anyway, uh, so it helps and it's good. I'm glad I uh, I picked that thing up. There's this place right behind my apartment called Funky Sweets. Okay. It just has ridiculous like desserts it's all it is i think i've heard you talk about this place before i've never been but oh. um i may have talked about it but i've never been there dude last night we just went and got like 30 bucks worth of just like funnel cakes deep fried cheesecake deep fried really? oreos ice cream it's ridiculous it's like a, a carnival like what is it a fair yeah, what, yeah. what do you yeah it's not we, just an ice cream shop no, no, it's got like, yeah, all these ridiculous desserts, all these silly huh. deep fried funnel cakes and interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just had a big smorgasbord of desserts last night. Just ate all that, then I sent them out, and then I sat down in my virtual theater and watched The Matrix with Shane. <laughs> That's a good night, man. That's a good night. Yeah, it's not bad. I had a little sugar high. So apparently there's this place in uh in Riverview 
that um and we've got one of our production guys uh micah who actually stopped by and checked it out last week but uh this guy is uh he's apparently travels with like the fair circuit like he owns like a couple uh fair food trucks right like a funnel cake thing and a corn dog thing whatever right and you know obviously for weeks for months uh all these things have been grounded because fairs and carnivals and whatnot uh they haven't been going on so he got the bright idea he found this little stretch of side road if you will um off of a major intersection over there parked his uh two or three fair food trucks and set up a drive through fair food like restaurant if you will like a drive through service so yeah. people go up there and they park and then they look at like what the options are and one of them is a funnel cake truck one of them is a uh, corn dog truck you've got uh, uh deep fried oreos you've got the whole deal you've got the the uh donut burger thing i think was one of the trucks he was telling me so it's like all these different options all these things and you can like pick and choose and whatever and then you can it, it's like getting your fair food any day of the week and he's open every night till 10 it's crazy a genius idea he's actually we interviewed the guy and he said that he's made more money in the past month than he made like the entirety of last year because this is such a genius idea and he's getting so much business. He's open every day and it's, he doesn't have to travel anywhere. So it's not like he's like expensing travel from site to site, from fair to fair, from carnival to carnival, whatever. Uh, and, And it's just, he's just racking in the business. I mean, what a, what a genius COVID entrepreneurial thing to do. I mean, it's just like, well, you know what? I'm stuck at home. There's no more fairs. Fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and just park my funnel cake truck out front. And if you build it, they will come. He's straight up feel the dreams in this shit. And it's just amazing. And it's just a great idea. And it's genius. What, and, is, uh, what is Riverview? Like Brandon Riverview area. It's uh, uh, east of Tampa, south of uh, four on 75. So uh, is know, it like near anything or is it just like out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like I mean, there's like a big mall out there. That's where oh, okay. Top Golf. I was going to say, oh, so there, oh, where, oh, where Top Golf is. Okay, Top Golf. Yeah, there's yeah, a. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, you know, park that shit, you know, next to a Walmart and watch the money roll in. <laughs> but I mean, I just think it's a genius idea. It's just like, wow, dude. Like, what, what? And at this point, when and if you know fairs and carnivals and whatnot come back, you know, in operation, dude's probably just going to be like, no, I'm good. No, like, I'm, I'm going to just hang out right yeah. here. Like, I've got my lemonade. I've got my this, that, everything I'm selling. There's no reason to go ahead and, you know, you don't have to pay for the, you know, nine times out of 10, you go to these fairs, carnivals, whatever for the fair food, right? Just all you do. Anytime a fair comes to town, what do we talk about? We talk about what are the, what are the fair food options? What are the things that they've got going on? What's, what's wrapped in bacon? What, what crazy things what's are they frying? Bacon? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's fried cheese wrapped in bacon, whatever what the hell. What do you think right? they're going to put bacon so, on this year? You know, a lot of people will go to these places just for the fair food, right? But, you know, that entails, you know, driving, parking, uh, fair entrance, uh, and then, of course, paying for said food. This way, you leave out the middleman, you go right to the fair food, genius. So, more power to that guy. I've, I've been wanting to start up a food truck. One of our uh, former coworkers told me I should have a food truck whenever I made her some biscuits and gravy. Really? Yeah. I make this awesome sourdough breakfast sandwich. I actually gave it uh, when Adam brought me the mic, the mic flag. I, I made him the sandwich and sent him with the sandwich. Okay. Uh, I make this amazing, like, it's like a, like a pizza omelet. Oh, it's fucking good. 
pizza omelet. Yeah, it's a pizza omelet. You get okay. uh, it's got like pepperoni and Italian sausage and marinara and mozzarella inside of it. Nice. Okay. So good, man. Sounds it's good. Awesome. Sounds so good. yeah, I need a food truck. I need a I need a food truck and make like it's going to be called a. Uh, oh, I had a name for it. Oh. I don't, don't I don't give it away. I don't want to give it away. I I, I actually can't remember <laughs> it. But I wrote it down because I texted it to All my right. sister. I said, I'm going to start, I'm going to start this food truck and this is going to be the name of it, but it's going to have like brunch and like breakfast foods in it. Oh, that would be cool, man. Just you know have like saying? a whole like kind of biscuit themed brunch yeah. themed you thing, you know, that son of a bitch outside of a fucking office building from yeah, like man. 10 AM until 2 PM. Yeah. Make people some biscuits leave genius the, uh, the wife the is talking about doing that same thing too she's uh she's you know big into the whole food truck uh thing and we've looked at it you know um you can probably get a good startup ten thousand dollars get yourself a trailer you get you get that you you, you start small you know start small. and then you go ahead and then you know when when things kick off and, and pick up and whatever and then you upgrade to your truck that you can like stand in whatever and do your whole thing and, and boom man you know get started it's uh a good little business plan yeah and food trucks are like the shit now i mean they're like all over the place yeah so it's good it's Hell a good idea yeah. i put a picture of my dog to be for the logo i had this plan it was just for like a restaurant or something i mean um back in the day i always used to joke and be like if i open up my uh my wing restaurant it would be called it would be <laughs> it'd have like waitresses similar to you know uh hooters attire and whatnot right yeah, but uh, but it would be called um, hot chick and wings. So like hot, hot chicken wings, no, but it would it. be hot chick and wings. Right. I thought it yeah. was really clever. Wow. You're was, like a wordsmith. Yeah. You're basically Shakespeare. <laughs> It'll be cool. Hot chick and wings. Hot chick and wings. You know, play on words. It's fun. So anyway, but it doesn't really work for a food truck. But um, but yeah, no, that's a great idea, man. I support that. That'd be fun. Oh, you support that? You're going to give me a yeah, check? Your idea. No, I didn't say I'd endorse that. I said I support that. It's different. We thank you for your support. Yeah, yeah I know. I'd, I'd come out to your truck and hang out. Or like, let me work you that with you. Say, yeah, you just came fun. to hang out. Hey, cool. man. Hey, man. We can go into business together. It'd be fun. You done with that I'd breakfast sandwich? That. But this is our business together. This is what this is. Oh, oh, so you wouldn't you wouldn't want to do a food truck business with me then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> How many businesses do we have to have together? I don't know, man. It's an enterprise. I don't know. What's the name of That's our corporation? Thousand dollar production. The thousand dollar production. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. They're opening the pool back up in my apartment complex. Really? Yeah, they actually haven't opened it yet, which I thought was weird because like okay. the public pools are open. I got an email like the rules about it are like it's open from like nine a.m. to six p.m. during the week, okay. and you can't bring any guests, and you have to book an hour window for when you're going to come. Wow. So really? to me, the pool is still closed. Yeah, that doesn't seem very inviting, if you will. Yeah, like, eh, it's fine. I I don't need all the all the regulation, you know. I'll just go to the beach or something. It's fine. Uh, I read a uh, post on Facebook yesterday, and it was like an article from my old uh, hometown newspaper. And they said that uh, the the local little water park or whatever, this thing called uh, Waterworks, it's like a little, whatever, little water park in town. Um, and it said uh, Waterworks will not open this summer due to, you know, the the situation, 
Right. And I read the whole article and stuff and they're like, you know, due to like, by the time they get the clearance to reopen and then they go to have to hire the staff back and training for the lifeguards, whatever, before they were operational again, it would be like, you know, uh, late July, August, and then they would just close by Labor Day or something. So it's, it wouldn't be effective for them to reopen this thing. Right. Where is so, this? Um, uh, Northern Virginia. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's not like a, you know, Florida year round pool, whatever the hell. Right. So, um, you know, it's literally just like the summertime thing. So they're not going to open this year, which is fine. Uh, but somebody, somebody left a comment on the article and was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. What do they expect us to do this summer? And it's just like, this is like the most entitled selfish American thing like ever on paper. Like, I can't even believe what I'm reading right now. Like, do you hear yourself? Yeah. Do you hear yourself? Like you're, you're complaining that the pool's not opening. What are we going to do this summer? There's a goddamn pandemic that's killing people left and right around this country. And you're concerned about, Oh my God, waterworks isn't going to open up this summer. What am I going to do? How are my kids going to react? Buy a goddamn kiddie pool, man. Stick it in your backyard. Call it a day. Or stick it up your ass. Unbelievable. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Just, I, I'm like, just do nothing but laugh at this woman. Like, I cannot believe what I'm reading. This is the most like selfish American thing I can think of. They're not saying this shit in like all, in, in Europe and all over India, whatever, Thailand, whatever, all these places. They're not complaining about like, oh, the pools and whatever. So I, don't know. I mothballed my Facebook page. It's like, I, the only reason it still exists is because I have to have it for my VR. Okay. So, but I don't understand that term. You you mentioned that to me last week too. Mothballed. It means that I packed it and put it away. Okay. Like forever. Like okay. I packed it into mothballs, put it into a box, and I put it in the attic, and I'm done with it. Okay. It's just short of throwing it in the trash. The account is still active, but you're not but, having yeah, anything to do with it. But I'm not touching it. I'm not looking at it. I'm not using okay. it. I've made it to where like you can't find me unless you're already on my friends list. Okay. Oh, I so you didn't see the you didn't see the thing that I sent you on messenger last night? No messenger. I, I still have, you can still oh, send okay. me like messengers and, and, and you can send me messages and messenger still. Yeah. Okay. But the, the page, I don't go to the feed. I don't post anything. I don't look to see what other people are posting. I, I'm, gotcha. I'm done with it. And part of that is because I got into a livid argument with like my mom's cousin's kid in Wisconsin and all of her anti-vaccine buddies. Oh my God, anti-vaxxers. Yeah, and it was, she had posted, uh, and she's about my age, she's probably like five or six years younger than me. She had posted uh, <clears throat> something about the government says that, I don't remember. It was so stupid. It was just so <laughs> stupid. And and it, and it mentioned and it mentioned that there was like a 99, per, like, oh, it said 99% of people recover from COVID, but the government still says we need a vaccine for it. And 99% of people recover from it without a vaccine. And I wrote, where did you get this information? All of it's inaccurate. And, what are you she, and she's like, what's inaccurate about it? And then like seven other people are like, yeah, what's inaccurate about it? Maybe you need to do some research. Or do, 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 do. And like everything they said was fucking stupid. And it's like, <laughs> It's like I get I've done this like so many times before yeah. you get in these arguments with people who are just fucking stupid brainwashed and they so that's how I refer to them. 
yeah. they just you you can't it doesn't matter how much reason you give them or how much proof you give them it's always bullshit and they call you a sheeple because you believe that vaccines are good <laughs> you know like yeah i'm the idiot like you know like people aren't walking around with fucking polio but yeah you're the smart one do you know what kind of world we would have lived in up to this point if if vaccines haven't you know yeah. uh, or hadn't existed? And one thing she said was like, she goes, oh, that's funny because my doctor told me that my daughter got chicken pox from a vaccinated kid. And I'm like, it makes sense to me that your daughter got chicken pox from a vaccinated kid because your kid's not vaccinated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not the vaccinated kid's fault. It's your fault. fault For not vaccinating your child. Your kid got chicken pox. Because she wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> well, then how did she get it from a kid that was vaccinated? What do you mean? Like, what's your question? I don't <laughs> understand. Yeah. So, anyway. So fucking, like, I got so, like, literally mad. And I was in a yeah. bad place anyway. This guy in a yeah. bad mood. And now I'm like... Having like I'm sitting here in my apartment by myself, you know, I can't fuming, go anywhere. Going yeah. Fuming, going off on this person that's barely related to me, and all of her idiot fucking cheesehead friends in Wisconsin, <laughs> Wisconsin that live out in the fucking boonies and don't vaccinate their kids. And I'm like, why? Why am I allowing this into my life? But it's like that. It's like, how fucking privileged can you be? To think like, oh, well, I read somewhere that one time someone who got vaccinated got sick from the vaccination, and I'm just not going to put those things in. And it's just like, I'm not putting those things in my body. It's like, it's not about your body. It's about all of us. Exactly. It's about all of us. This is the reason why measles was coming back. Because of people like you who think you're smarter than decades and decades like I was like, I don't care about your opinion. You're not a fucking doctor. Yeah. And then these people come and they're like, well, not all doctors agree and not all doctors. Need, and sometimes doctors don't know better. I'm like, shut the fuck up. All right. If you like, who do you go and talk to when you need an oil change? Do you go to a gardener? <laughs> no. no, you go to the person that changes oil every fucking day. Justice That's what for a you living. do. Yeah. yeah. The one who knows what they're doing. Like, exactly. I don't ask you how to cut hair or, or you don't ask me <laughs> how to cut hair. I'm thinking hair. about opening up Kyle's cuts because yeah, I'm yeah. doing a great job on my fade. Yeah. Like, look, it's just fucking stupid. Like, it's like ridiculous. I'm a sheeple because I trust doctors and decades of proven scientific research and study. It's, it's so difficult when you've got people on your Facebook page that, you know, they, they, just do nothing but regurgitate what they hear from Fox news or like they say something that the president says and they take that as fact. Like when has anything he has said been fact? Never, never. I would not trust him. I would not take his word when it comes to numbers, information, uh, uh, you know, anything. And it's just like, and these people, you can't talk to them. You can't get it through their heads that they're wrong and they're getting misinformation, but yet if you say anything that contradicts their their belief, if you will, 
then, you know, it's just, there's, there's no getting through. There's no making sense to these no. people. They are a hundred percent brainwashed and it's, and there, and there's just no going back. There's nothing you can do about it. it. It's just it, like brainwash is probably the right word for it. Yeah. I, I just feel like I don't get it. I don't, I, I, I constantly feel very confused about the state of everyone's, I don't know, um, ability to comprehend or complete lack of critical thinking skills. You know, like I see people in a Lowe's with a face mask on with their nose sticking out of the top of it. It's not doing any good. And I used to think like, oh, I would help that person. Oh, hey, just pull that up right there. Now I'm like, you know what? Fucking breathe as hard as you can. Just (laughs) inhale as hard as you can. You know what? Those, you should lick the toilets. I heard that if you lick a toilet, it makes you immune to other diseases because it builds up your immune system. You should go lick the toilets. Natural selection. And then you should go breathe in your children's face because they're probably just as fucking stupid as you are. And you're just making it all worse. You're making everything worse. We are where we are now because of people like you. Thank you very much. And the, the, the people that are standing in the way of progress seem to be so proud of their stupidity. Like the stupider you are, the more proud and sure and confident you are of your intellect. I don't understand what's happening. So I'm mothballed on Facebook. I'm not looking at it anymore. I'm done. done. This kind of shit doesn't happen on Instagram. All right. It's just cute pictures and filters and booty pics. I'm down. I'm I'm down. I know that, that, man. I know Facebook owns it, but I don't even care about that. It's just like, it's whatever, man. I don't have to deal with any of this fucking bullshit. I just see people's crafts that they work on and the fun they're having, the sunsets and the kids, birthday stuff. Like, great. I love it. Yeah. Like, let's just do that. Do you know what a mothball is? No, I mean, I know it's like the thing that smells bad that you're supposed to put in your closet when you're putting clothes away or something, or it's in like old chests that hold clothes that your grandparents hold on to or something. But I, you're storing something that like a pest could get into. Okay. You use the mothballs to keep the pest out while it's stored away. It has a scent that keeps things. It like, is that the thing? They don't like the scent of the mothball. Now, does it make your clothes or whatever smell like the mothball or i what? think what I you're don't... supposed to do is like put your clothes in a bag okay and then put the mothballs outside the bag okay so it, the clothes are protected from the mothballs the mothballs keep pest away from the bag okay interesting sense? i don't um i don't really do but it's that. also just used as a term it means putting something away See, and I've never heard when, when you said that to me, that you sent me that text the other day or whatever. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Whatever, dude. Did the context clues at least give you an idea of what I was talking about? Kind of like sh- shelving the shelving. account or something. Shelving, shelving. That's, that's a All good right. one. That's been put on the back burner. It's good. How's that sound? You know what I, like I did? That. You ever do this? How often do you turn on the wrong fucking burner on your stove? I have in the past. I don't do it on a regular basis, but you know, like, sometimes you I do it like oh, once a shit. week. I'm stupid. I can't read the diagrams and I feel like vaccines work. I don't know. I'm an idiot. So oh my God. what are you going to do? I told you I was boiling water before, yeah. before we started this and I walked away from the stove and then I came back and the giant burner in front of the pot was on. 
I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. And then I went to, and I turned on the other one and then I went to move the pot handle. The pot handle was scorching hot because it was over the other burner. I was like, oh, shit. So you boiled water for coffee? I didn't understand that either. I don't understand this world that you live in. So what you boiled water on the stove for coffee? I don't, I don't yeah, understand. I How fr- do you make a coffee pot? Like a Keurig? I, what? I, no, I have a French press. French press. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what that That's is? Great. Yeah, I used to work at Starbucks. You put the grounds okay. in the bottom, and well, then you understand. Then you understand exactly what's going on. Okay, I didn't expect you to have a French press. I think is what I was. It's getting it's at. convenient, man, because you but know you don't so, need you don't need coffee filters. Um, right. Cure eggs are you know like super wasteful. Uh, you just you know you make the amount of coffee that you need, and that's it. There's no waste other than the coffee grounds. Question. Since I, I I know what it is, but I just haven't used one on a regular basis. So you have your hot water that you add and you put it in the thing and then you do the plunger and you push down the thing and yeah. you've got coffee. So yeah. then you pour a cup of coffee. Yeah. That's great. You drink that coffee. You've got it worked out. What keeps it hot for your second cup is what I'm saying is like, okay, so your first cup is going to be nice and hot, right? You make it fresh right there after you've plunged it. Boom. Pour nice hot cup of coffee. But if you're drinking your coffee for what, 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. whatever you sit there on the couch, whatever you're slow drinking your coffee, you go back. That's not going to be as hot anymore. It's not as hot, but you don't want it to be as hot. You don't want it to be boiling. It's still hot. It lasts. I'd say it's good. It's good. If you drink two cups of coffee, you're good. And that's usually about what you get out of the fridge press anyway, about two cups. So yeah, it's still hot. But it, like now, if I went over there, it's probably not hot enough. But if yeah, it wasn't, been, but if it wasn't hot enough, I'd pour it into a cup. I put it in the microwave. I'd nuke it for a minute, and then I'd then I'd drink it. All right. Well, there you go. So when we get to season two of this of this um, of this podcast, what is it going to be about? Well, that's the thing. We can we need to maybe we've had a year of randomness. <laughs> so maybe we. We start season two off on uh, a new foot, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And uh, and maybe we have uh, weekly topics that we can talk about for like an hour or so whatever. We can like, we can like prepare, we, right? Exactly. Maybe get some stuff together ahead of time to be like, because, you know, like if you listen to like Gen X Grown Up or whatever, or even your Stephen King podcast or whatever, like they, you know, uh, they obviously know that they're okay. So this week we're talking about the running man. So like maybe they'll go and get like some trivia or they'll like, you know, maybe go back and rewatch the movie or touch up on something, whatever, refresh on, on what they want to talk about. So they, they have the material ready for the, uh, not scripted, but planned, uh, produced podcast rather than sitting down and just shooting the shit. So I have another Stephen King thing here that goes along with this. Whenever, uh, like I've read his book on writing. And I always okay. read all of his forewords and afterwards and all that stuff because I he, he's his writing is just fantastic when it's fiction and nonfiction. Right. And one thing that he said, uh, and one of the things that he's written anyway, was that when it comes to like if you wanted to be a writer, he, you know, people have asked him, you know, you know, what's the secret to being a writer? How did you become a writer? You know, and he said, well, what what do you do? And he said, you write, and you read, you read, and you write, 
that's how you become a writer. You just write all the time. You read right. all the time and you will become a writer. That's what you do. Your craft. It's the same thing with the podcast, man. When we started this sure. podcast, I never really listened to many podcasts aside from yeah. like Mark Marin. Like I didn't really listen to podcasts very much. Now I listen to, I've listened to all sorts of different ones and it's picked up a lot up your of world. So I think season two is where we really start when we really get going with this podcast. Okay. This like has that. all been that like a, a year long uh, practice. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about practice, man. Not a game, not a game, not a game. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about practice. Working out the audio issues, uh, you know, driving, maybe not, you know, get, the, right, get right. Fi find the tools that we want to use. Uh, try it this way. Try it that way. You edit some. I edit some. Yeah. Try, 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 try editing as we go. Setting up the Zoom stuff, you know, thanks to the yeah. pandemic, you know, like we. So I think season two is going to be a nice, solid thing where we get I think going. So too. I think start so too. Getting I, I, some, start getting some guests. Talk. That about would be fun. Too, that right? would be fun. You know, we could even have people because you know we got the Zoom. We can have somebody else zoom in here and yeah. send up the Zencaster invite, and then you know you go from there and. Boom. Um, you know, uh, it was funny when you were talking about, uh, your Stephen King podcasts that are kind of revisiting each episode is revisiting a book or a movie whatnot. Um, I know you like to give me shit for this, but, uh, my fake doctor's real friends scrubs rewatch podcast oh, right. has been, has been awesome. And I've uh, continued listening to that on a regular basis. And it's, it's very similar because they're, they, they're doing a rewatch thing. So from season one, episode one. And so each episode is, is self encompassing of talking about that episode. And so they'll have either the director of the episode or, uh, you know, they'll have John C. McGinley or they'll have Sarah Chalk come in or whatever. They'll have a co-host or a, a co-star or whatever from each episode. And so it's been nice to like, I listen to that because a, I think, you know, Donald F uh, Faison and Zach Braff are funny and, uh, I enjoy listening to them, but it's also like, I, it is just like, it's gotten you to go back and reread Stephen King books. I am going back and rewatching Scrubs now so that I can also, I watch that episode and then I listen to their podcast episode. And so it's funny. I can go ahead and do it with them. Feel It's very interactive. I feel like I'm, I'm contributing in, to the, not to the conversation, but I mean, like, I'm like, I get to take play, uh, uh, participate in like their, like their thought process and whatever. And I can like kind of see where they're going and what they were talking about. And, and then it'd be like, like, Oh, I thought that was funny too, whatever and stuff like that. And so I can kind of like relate to what they're talking about with, with having that interactivity. And so to bring that back to us, I feel like if we had some type of like topic that we, you know, can bring to the table that will draw people in that will want to listen for the topic first and then discover how much fun we are to listen to we are really fun to listen to yeah but you know, we we need something to drag people in first because they're not going to just be like technically directors okay <laughs> okay i don't really i don't really know what that is and who they are and whatever but if we're technically directors talking about stephen king thrillers talking about you know whatever this that you know i i feel like uh be like oh okay hey let me see i like that too yeah. Let me click on them and look at them and, and see what drags, what, what, what brings people in for them to get attracted to the sounds of our voice. Speaking of being attracted to us, are you posting that picture of us from when we were teenagers? <laughs> I can't, I don't know. You should post uh, that. That's funny. I, I that was funny. What, uh, can you tell me, boys. 
Can you tell me the year of that picture? Yeah, I love that for, that you posted me, that. That was definitely I, 1999 for me. Okay, that was 99. Um, yeah. The one I posted, I think, was. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? It was probably Christmas of 98. Oh, okay, even younger. Okay, yeah. so I was. My picture that I put side by side was a little bit older, like 0102, I think. Okay. I dyed my hair blonde because my mom dared me to my senior year. And my okay. senior year started in 1998. So right. I um, I dyed my hair, bleached it, so like right before the beginning of school. And nice. that picture was at my grandma's house at Christmas. Oh, okay. So, so it would have been Christmas of 98. Awesome. All right, good deal. I, I can go back and maybe try to find a picture from couple years earlier but regardless oh, I, mean, I don't think you ha- i don't i think it's fine it's fine the one yeah, i have i think you just use that one right yeah and you look so handsome this is so funny man we're a couple of good looking <laughs> kids man we really were we really it's were true. it's true it's true bunch of good looking dudes right there yeah, so yeah i need to go like come home at night i need to go to sleep earlier because if i don't i just end up down these rabbit holes and, and doing strange things that i probably just it's need fine. to not do two o'clock in the morning. So, but uh, I thought it was funny. So anyway, and I watched Jeopardy last night. uh, And I thought that was funny too, because there was that newscast director from that small station up in Michigan. And then that uh, guy gives us a bad name. I don't care for that. I love this. The guy gives like the best answer to Alex and I'll go ahead and attach it to this podcast here, but you got to listen to what this guy has to say. I don't think it's the best. Ben Scripps is our champion television director. What kind of directing do you do? Uh, we do local newscasts. So I do a six o'clock newscast every day. And uh, basically, I like to tell people I'm a button pushing monkey. Uh-huh. I sit behind the switcher and push the right buttons in the right order. All right, good for you. Right, I yeah, thought it was funny, man. We're 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 button pushing monkeys, man. No, That's... we're not. That fucking guy might be. I'm not. I take a little more pride in my fucking work and my self uh, self worth okay. than that, man. Good. Did you did you write it all down in your self evaluation? I, I wrote some shit down. Did you write anything in the feedback? It starts with feedback. I'm like, feedback to what? I would have to have hey, some sort of information before I could give feedback. You know what I, I mean? I didn't really see that. I don't think. I, and then I got to the end and it said, uh, uh, this is the computer generated score we're giving you. Uh, do you want to change it? I'm like, nope. <laughs> so I, I went with that. I kept, I kept the, uh, well, I think it, it goes off what you've put and then it generates your overall score based off what you put. Oh, you know does I mean? it? So it changed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so I yeah, was like, yeah. yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Like, yeah no, like, that's, that's about right. I'm going to submit that one. I know yeah. my boss isn't going to agree, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, I left the so feedback yeah. blank because I'm going to use that for my retort. Oh. If I, if I feel a retort is necessary. Well, I, I added in my, uh, I added in a few general comments that, uh, that I, you know, I didn't just take it as a self-evaluation. I'm like, here's my self-evaluation, but here's something else that could be improved on as well in the department. Wow. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah, I don't know. It should be fun. All gonna... right, man. You want to, ready to go ahead and uh, call this show a day? Is that it? Is that where we're going to Yeah. I have one more thing. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring everybody down. And this is, okay, this is more like a celebration of life thing. I want to mention, um, uh, back when I was in Nashville and, uh, uh, my girlfriend was staying with me for a long time. Uh, she had a couple dogs and one of them is a basset hound Jackson. And uh, he was super fucking stubborn and an asshole. I was like his stepdad, and we had a real stepdad stepson relationship. Where not like you and your 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 kid, where it's all great. <laughs> he 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 would growl at me and get frustrated with me and and all that. But he he he's just a sour dude. But uh, but also he was also very sweet at the same time too. Uh, he 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 left us this week. He had to he had to be put down. 
and uh, he he was like my my dog's stepbrother for a while, and uh, he was a part of the wolf pack for a while. So uh, I just wanted to say uh, Jackson was a good boy, even if he was stubborn. And uh, I'm glad I got to spend some time with him, and I got to teach him how to catch. He couldn't catch for shit whenever I met him. Just, shit would just bounce off of his head like popcorn pop yeah. right off his head. But he learned, and he was always very – he was really excited when he learned. He got all happy about it and everything. He was a good dog. So anyway, pour one out for Jackson. Pour one out for Jackson. All dogs go to heaven, so that's sweet. That's not a problem. Rainbow Bridge. And I'm also grateful – that my dog is in such good shape. He takes a lot of naps, but he's in good shape. That's good. That's he goes good, up man. 18 steps like three or four times a day. Good to That's go. Crazy man. Yeah. Good endurance there. Yeah. Good endurance. Yeah. All right, Jackson, we'll miss you. Thanks for being a good dog. Good boy. All right. Well, for technically directors, this is Kyle and Seth signing off. Seth, it's been fun, man. I can't wait to come up with a format. I'm going to work <laughs> on that today. <laughs> and just for the record, I have been pushing for, a format. I mean, I think we both wanted a format. None of us, neither one of us has brought one. <laughs> no, I agree with that. Yeah. But I think, I think collectively we've been talking about, I mean, even since the very beginning, like, yeah. hey, we should probably have some type of like format. Yeah. 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 We're going to do it now, though. We've worked out all the kinks. It's going to be amazing. The season one's not quite over yet. More randomness to come. Stay tuned. For Kyle and Seth, I'm Kyle. And I'm Seth. There you go. <laughs> And then you're listening to Technically Directors. Thanks a lot. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, so, speaking about... Uh, well, let's not do that. All right. Let's go to hell. Who is who real? home? You got anything else on your card?